Uh, I don't know if I killed the mood or what. No, no, no. I just, I'm excited to be here. It's funny. It's when you're actually on TikTok and you see somebody that you just really, I've enjoyed your videos and you guys are awesome. Pumpkin and Hell Chicken is my absolute favorite who doesn't make enough appearances. But then you told like the backstory of why she's named Hell Chicken. I'm like, oh my God. I know, you know, she's very popular. I just had this conversation yesterday. I posted a little snippet of her on our stories on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And like people just like, oh, I love Hunchigan, Hunchigan, Hunchigan. I'm like, oh, this heifer but, killed all her babies. <laughs> the, oh, yep. And somebody called their chicken murder chicken. And I was like, oh, I like that name. But then you find out the backstory. Like, oh, maybe I should not like that so much. But, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, but no. Hey y'all, I'm Mel, and you are listening to Wilma the Wonder Hen. Are you a chicken math-loving mama or daddy? Together we'll dive into the latest poultry-keeping adventures with a generous mix of some hilarious stories. Bringing you fascinating interviews with poultry owners from all over. You'll find tips and basic advice from your local veterinarian, along with new chicken keeping gadgets and reviews. I'm going to see what Mr. Jangles and Wilma has to say about that. We're going to encourage and help you build a stronger, healthier flock. Let's go see what Mr. Jangles and Wilma is up to. Let's go let these heifers out. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. We're so excited to have you with us today and to listen in to our today's guest. He is funny and witty. And he is kind, and he is very smart. Heath is the chicken daddy to countless chickens and the dad to two amazing dogs. When he's not out working with the chickens and cleaning the poultry drinkers for the thousandth time, he's working on his business that he co-founded called City Chick. CityChickAtlanta.com is an online store that serves backyard chicken owners. He's a huge proponent of educational green spaces and has donated over three tons of organic chicken feed to nonprofits that teach communities how to grow their own food. He has worked with numerous schools on developing chicken programs to help teach kids all about those chickens. He's been on live television a few times, including a broadcast to a morning show in Argentina. He enjoys making silly TikToks and spreading the joy of raising backyard chickens. I know that you're going to love him as much as we do. Y'all help me welcome Heath of CityChickAtlanta.com. Okay, y'all. Welcome Heath from City Chick. Hello. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. We are so excited you're here. I cannot even tell you how excited we are. I met Heath last year. Well, we've not met in person, but I really wish to one day uh, (laughs) through TikTok. Okay. Mm -hmm. When COVID hit, I think everyone and their mama downloaded COVID. COVID. Everyone downloaded TikTok and everyone bought a chicken. So there are millions of chicken people. Mm -hmm. And I found Heath on TikTok. He is a hero. He is like, he is so hilarious. <laughs> you just have to hear him and you have to hear his story. So we would love to hear a backstory all about Heath. Oh, well, first of all, let me just say thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm excited there is a podcast about chickens, first and foremost. And I'm, I'm so impressed. Uh, and But yeah, no, I, was, I grew up in, uh, I was born in Alabama and I've lived all over the country, but uh, 
I used to visit my grandfather's farm in Phoenix City, Alabama, and he had a bunch of chickens, and they were always my favorite uh, to visit. Um, they used to sell, the little fun fact is they used to sell their produce at farmer's markets, and um, they used to sell their eggs, and they actually bought their very first black and white television set. If there's any like teenagers listening to this, t- TV used to be in black and white. And they, right? Hallelujah. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but from selling their eggs. So from all the money, they, they saved all their money from selling eggs and bought their very first like box TV set, um, you know, with three channels and it was uh, black and white. But yeah, I just think that was, is kind of a cool thing. To, um, but yeah, so that is, uh, so grew up and then uh, moved to the, City actually moved to Atlanta way back in like just around 2000. And I was living in um, Midtown Atlanta. And I'm not sure if your listeners are familiar with the area, but there's um, area kind of close to Buckhead. And the ordinances and the laws, we could have up to 25 chickens, including a rooster inside the city of Atlanta. Wow. So it's unheard of. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's and really crazy. So how would like I'm not sure what the laws are where you're at um, in Tennessee, but did you have any problem with ordinances where you're at with chickens? I don't have any. I live in the actual. I live in a city. Like if you drive ten miles from where I actually live, it's a humongous. Mm-hmm. Like the it's the oldest town in Tennessee. Okay. But I live in a county, so uh, I can have as many as I can feed. So. Oh. A lot of our past guests bringing that up about the city ordinance where you can have 25 and a rooster. Mm-hmm. A lot of our guests are in the city. I mean, like in the city and they are limited to five or eight and no roosters. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was crazy because um, Atlanta is divided into Fulton and DeKalb County. And if you would drive over probably less than 10 minutes, you would be in DeKalb County and you could not have a rooster and you would be limited to... I think it was like 12, but you're still in the city of Atlanta and you can still, but what's worse is you could drive out to Cobb County and you would have to have two acres to have any chickens. So which- uh, Those are probably like old ordinances, you think? Like way, way back? They, well, they, they, they've been fighting to get those ordinances changed and a lot of the Cobb County ones just got changed. Um, but yeah, so, but living in the city, we get, um, I actually received a uh, chicken coop from my father-in-law. And, and I, I blamed him uh, for my kind of my chicken. Uh, so he, what a uh, fabulous he, gift. It was a Christmas gift. And we received Aww. two chickens, two, two hens, Thelma and Louise. And uh, they, they showed up and it was a Christmas gift. And it was he, he built the chicken coop and he's no longer with us. But it was kind of a neat. Aww. Yeah, it was kind of a, a neat gift. Uh, and uh, but he. Uh, so yeah, and then all of a sudden, of course, what happens, right? You you get two chickens and you're like, two's not enough. I need mm-hmm. to have more. And uh, we we got 25 chickens um, and we're living in the city of Atlanta. And two times was, two is 25. <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, in chicken math was only four. So that was going to need to be. So then we decided it was we needed to start a uh, a business to fund the chicken habit. And it was going to, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh. <laughs> there we were living in the city land. And then we decided in order to grow our business, we were going to need to have more chickens. And so we actually found a place out in the country just south of Atlanta. Um, we could, we found 10 acres and a house. Um, 
and we've moved out here uh, to where we're at now. And to get to Atlanta, we're only 30 minutes away from the city of Atlanta. Um, but yeah, so we we can have we're zoned agriculture, so we can have unlimited chickens. Oh, that's my favorite number. <laughs> See, exactly, unlimited <laughs> infinity chickens. Yeah, infinity um, and beyond. <laughs> yep. And so we, um, but yeah, so that's kind of a little bit on how we got started. Um, but yeah. So you moved from where you were to where you are now mm -hmm. so that you could have more chickens. Yep. Was that, was that really what happened? <laughs> yeah. And it, well, I, to explain the story, we used to rent chickens. Like it was part of our business concept is we, um, trying to think of the, sh there's no short version of this. So it's going to be, when we lived in the city, we actually had some friends that showed up to our house and they were like, wow, we love chickens. Um, if we only knew how easy it was to keep chickens, we, we just would love to try it without the commitment. And oh, then so we're, right. I know about this. I know about this. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. This is yep. very cool. Yeah. Yep. So we were like, wait a minute. So you mean you would actually be interested in having chickens if there was not a commitment? Well, how could we do that? And so we did some research. We actually went and got, um, uh, we looked at, uh, I became like a licensed poultry dealer. And, ah. got, and yeah, so we, we went through that route. Um, we we kind of did all of our legwork. We found out that a lot of the coops that were out there on the market, the little small dinky coops from like, are they fall apart. Yes. And then you buy online are like cheap and flimsy. So we decided we were going to, if we were going to do it, we're going to do it right. Um, yeah, my dog could fart in one of those things. <laughs> right over. I mean, it's true. Yes. Yeah. Well, and the problem is they need to be cheap to ship. And yeah. the wood is so light, right, to make sh uh, shipping cheaper. So we decided we were going to design our own. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I just went full on crazy and I called up my boss and I told her my boss, Amy, who lived in Texas at the time. And I loved her. And I told her that I was like, Amy, I'm quitting my job. I'm putting in a two month notice. And she was like, what, what are you doing? I was like, Amy, I'm quitting my job to rent chickens. And she like had a heart attack. And <laughs> so it was my midlife crisis. And oh, I feel you there. See? And so, but she, she was great. Um, and yeah, but so we, we started off and rent, we actually worked with a school who we still work with like five years later to this day. Um, and it's been amazing because all of our clients are in the city of Atlanta. And one of the schools that we work with, I spoke at a school and we had a bunch of kids that were around there all excited about the chickens. And I asked them if they knew where their food came from, where, where eggs come from. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, hey, everybody, raise your hand if you know where eggs come from. And I'll never forget it. This little girl raised her hand and said, the grocery store. Uh, I, I couldn't really argue with her. She was not wrong. Right. And I was like, you're right. They come from the grocery store. But what's the step before that? And she couldn't answer me. And uh, yeah, so yeah. Then, so it was. And then so they, we actually built, they bought a coop from us. But we go and we clean it um, every weekend during the school year. And I get to visit those chickens. Um, but yeah, and so they we've worked with that school and several other schools too since then. But yeah, it's amazing because we get to help city kids learn yeah. about where their food comes from because they just they don't have that experience of being able to visit to a farm. And sometimes you and I forget that 
living out in the country that some yeah. people just have never lived outside and yeah farm. that's very true we get a lot of messages like i was saying in some of them are just like i'm not downing anyone because you know there's advanced learning stuff and then there's so simple things that you think everyone should know that but they mm-hmm. don't so you know that's where i think um we need to be kind you know and mm-hmm. uh and help educate them uh, so that they, you know, when someone feels insulted, they're not going to ask any more questions. And then, you know, you risk, you know, having animals that you can't care for because you don't have any idea and then yada, yada, yada. But I do want to ask, do you go back to mm-hmm. these schools on a regular basis, like teach classes, you know, throughout the year? You know, the schools that we worked with on the rental program, I always go and I speak when we drop off the chickens and then they have like the classes out there and I do a whole kind of introduction to the chickens and the kids can ask questions. Um, And I always teach them to wash their hands. We have the whole like talk about, you know, hand. well, everybody's been washing their hands so much more lately, but you know, we we have the whole conversation about germs uh, with chickens and handling them, but the kids get to learn, you know, about collecting eggs about the responsibility of doing the feeders and the waters. Um, so, yep, I, I've, I've spoke to, I've been invited to one school to speak about kind of like about the, the life cycle of uh, a baby chick, you know, and take mm-hmm. 21 days and how they grow. So th- those are always fun to teach kids about that because their eyes are just, you, you see all the kids that are like really into it. And then you see the other ones that are just kind of glazed over. But to see the, the kids that are excited about animals, and learning about it, that's always such a, a, an amazing thing to see those coming up. Do you think some of those kids that you have taught have went back and maybe their families have, have for the first time, started keeping chickens? We've actually had some customers that come up and say that our kids saw your chickens at the school oh. that we go to. So it, it's been fun to see that. And then, and now since we've been doing this now for five or six years, you know, the, some of the kids have gotten older and I've got to see the kids grow up a little bit. So it's really kind of neat to see them still into it because, you know, with some of our, when we, we're no longer doing the rental program now, but when we had the rentals, the number one reason why the rentals would come back is because mom and dad, they always envisioned their kids as being like taking care of the chickens, but then, uh, you know, yeah. right. And then, yeah. so Johnny or Susie would get tired of the chickens and mom and dad would have to start caring for the chickens. And then the chickens would come back. Uh, come back to our farm. And then, uh, so yeah, that was always the the number one reason is because most of the time mom and dad didn't realize, oh, this is this is quite a lot of work. But How did you handle the chickens coming back, like with biosecurity? Did they mix back in with the other chickens? No. Did they have quarantine? I assume you would quarantine them. We had to quarantine them for 30 okay. days. And that's the yes. primary reason why we stopped doing the rental program is because, well, a couple of reasons. With COVID, when COVID hit, uh, Oh, we had a wait list. Um, it blew our backyard chicken rental program blew up. I had about a hundred people that were on a wait list. And then I had almost a nervous breakdown because I was going to need 300 chickens. Um, those oh chickens Lord. we were going to have to. Yeah. And then it was going to be, and we're comfortably set up to have, you know, a hundred here, but then it was going to, we're going to have to feed those chickens. Um, we we're going to, if those chickens came back, we we're going to have to like our quarantine procedure. We're going to have to figure out that on a scale of, you know, times yeah. 20. Uh, so we just, we, we serviced all of our rental clients and then we're no longer doing that because it was, uh, and then plus we were going to have to, uh, yeah, get, 
300 more chickens. And I think time invest, it was going to be about a $60,000 investment. And I was just yeah. like, hmm, okay. <laughs> not today. Not, not today. today. Not today. Do not bring your ghetto here. No, not today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that was it. That was, so we, we, we were, um, chicken raiders for a while. Now we, we service the Atlanta area and we have, uh, a whole line of chicken products of everything from soy free organic feed down to our um, our own chicken treats and we're going to be doing some electrolytes here pretty soon so yeah that's that's kind of what we've done so how do you go about picking your products what's some of the most important things to you i love products that are sustainably sourced and things that are uh like the do good grubs that we have they are made from compost um, from a farm out in los angeles um, and we are starting our own kind of uh we have all of our products are now in compostable packaging so Ooh. that way instead of plastic like most stuff comes in you can yes. actually right that's why we like grubbly farms too mm -hmm. Yep. Obviously, the love tub comes in a tub, but no hate there. Okay, we recycle it. We use exactly, it. and it's perfect. You can grow. You can start tomatoes in the love tub. You can do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, but yeah, so we're 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 trying to focus on sustainability and just trying to cut back on the amount of plastic that's out there. The pine shavings that we carry are sustainably sourced. Um, that from a forest initiative, and then we've got. Um, trying to think hemp bedding in our online store, which hemp bedding is, how much do you know about hemp bedding? I know very little. I'm going to be honest because okay. a lot of people push hemp bedding and mm -hmm. I know that we've been contacted by a few companies to see mm -hmm. if we'd like to try hemp bedding. But honestly, I don't know enough about it and I've not had enough research on it. You know, my concern is, uh, so I'll see if you can answer those questions. Sure. Sure. Yep. Uh, it's amazing. The, the hemp bedding product like pine trees take seven years to, to grow a tree in order to produce pine shavings, right? right. And then for uh, hemp bedding, it only takes about six or seven months from the plant to grow from seed to plant and then processed and harvested. So it's, it's a little bit better for the environment, in my opinion. And so, yeah, we carry that. And uh, yeah, so we, we, I look for products that are sustainably sourced. Uh, and uh, trying to go that way with the packaging too. So cut back on the amount of waste. Can people come to your farm and see your animals or no? Do you have like a little mm. store there? Is it strictly online? It's everything is strictly online. Um, and it's because it, I have so many chickens, right? We, we're really strict about our biosecurity. So I can't have people that have chickens onto the property. And we have people that call and ask us, if they can come visit us and I have to say, unfortunately, no, that's why we deliver. Like we deliver to Atlanta Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. And then I have a local pickup option um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays and some Saturdays for people. Um, I just had a lady that has horses and she just bought, I think it was like 50 bales of the hemp bedding. I just went and dropped it off to her earlier today. I was just going to uh, inquire a little bit more on the hemp bedding. How does it compare to pine shavings in your experience? If you've mm. used pine shavings in the past, Sure. I was using pine shavings in all of my coops. And then probably about four years ago, <laughs> about four years ago, I, I did some research and found hemp bedding and then I tried it. And then I was like, it, 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 it changed everything. Um, it, it, the hemp is super absorbent. So it sucks out of the moisture 
of the chicken poop. And then, mm-hmm. so it dries out the chicken poop. So you don't have as much. And then where here we are talking about chicken poop. I love it. Uh, <laughs> poop is the name of the game. Okay. Yep. And when you're, so when you're, and everybody listening to this knows when the chicken poop is going to fall on top of the pine shavings and it mm-hmm. just sits there and then my chickens step on it and then go and lay an egg and then some poops get on my eggs and it's kind of frustrating. Yeah. With the hemp bedding, it, it helps suck out, sucks out the moisture of the chicken poop. And then, so it dries it out and it's not, uh, my coop doesn't get as stinky, but then I also put some, um, lime underneath the hemp bedding to help with that. So just, uh, from my experience, the hemp bedding has been, yeah, it's been a game changer for me. So, um, but yeah, I have five coops. So how many, how many bags would I have to start with though? Oh yeah. So how I've got big, a lot. Yeah. Um, it would, it, and it's, it's bad because it's significantly more, um, expensive than pine shavings are because it's actually due to some laws. It's, uh, shipped in internationally right now. Yeah. Um, so five coops, it would, yeah, you, you would need at least five bales and that's probably, yeah, that, that's a lot. But I think I'll do. <laughs> That's a fabulous answer. I love it. It's a lot. Um, I, a lot of these things I ask, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. That is mm-hmm. fabulous. I mean, it, it should cost what it costs. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when I look realistically, I have 75 chickens. Okay. And I have mm-hmm. five different coops because yeah. depending on, you know, my bantams and, you know, mm-hmm. maternity ward we have, and then the big barn coop and yada, yada. <clears throat> so for me to say, okay, well, I'm going to replace and participate in this, but, mm-hmm. you know, is it realistic for me, you know, when you have that much area to cover? It, that's, uh, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it, it's up to you and what you feel comfortable in doing. And I'm not going to say it's for everybody. Right. I consider myself like I, I don't have, I've got two dogs and a lot of chickens that I don't have to feed. So I can spend some of my extra income on, on my chickens. Right. So if somebody, if, if, if they've only got one coop and it's enough, like one of the 30 pound bags will cover like a four by eight, um, square footage space, probably with at least a couple inches. Um, it's great, but if you got five coops, it, 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 it gets a little cost prohibitive. So that's, I think that's great. That's a great offer, uh, you know, or an opportunity for those mm-hmm. in, in that situation. So, yeah, I'm glad that there is a better option. So mm-hmm. now going back to your business, I want to hear, did you jack up some things? Did you mess up? Were there things that you would have done differently? Uh, things that lessons learned that you could share with somebody else absolutely um don't let you being afraid of of starting something like happen right i was so afraid of getting out there and starting my own business at first like it kept me from starting because i thought i was going to fail and Aww. yeah so but and i have failed and i have failed a lot and i have learned from those lessons um, I can tell you that one of the very first set of rental chickens that we dropped off, they contacted me, the woman contacted me and I'll never forget. She said, my chickens have stopped laying. And that was after like a week. And I was like, oh my God, 
this you know, our chickens broke you know like, and she, but isn't that common though you know when they're going to somewhere new they're it, gonna stop laying for a little while it was and then so i was just like and i had to work with her and then it was just uh but yeah it was um i learned my lessons on not uh like with the e-commerce um i i chose like the wrong websites in the beginning um i just i did a lot of stuff that i was so afraid of making mistakes and failing that it almost kept me from starting my own job and starting my own business. And if you have like, if one of your listeners is on the fence about if they're in a dead end job and they're worried about uh, like, I just, I can't do this because I'm worried I'm going to fail. I'm going to make mistakes. Yes, you are going to fail and you're going to fall on your face a lot. It's happened to me, but you know what? You get back up, you dust yourself off and, and you keep going. And then, uh, but yeah, so don't, don't, uh, everybody's going to make mistakes. Um, and I, I can tell you, I've made more than my fair share of mine. Um, and Oh, Oh geez. You're going to end up with a lot more chickens too. Like I know that happened to me too, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I really underestimated exactly how many chickens I was going to end up with, but, uh, and I'm so grateful that you never ask, like when you ask people on your podcast, like with the tiny raptors, when you ask how many chickens they have, it's like a lot. That's, and you said the same thing. You're like, yeah, I've got a lot. Same thing yeah. with me. I've got a lot. Yeah, she had the greatest response. I laughed until I thought I was going to cry. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, well, I think she's going to give us a number. And then it was like, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a you. number. <laughs> I love your message, though. I think that is, you know, like Kina Montana said, everyone makes mistakes. So mm-hmm. uh, that is very inspiring. And I think. Just from knowing you for the period that I've, you know, watched you online and stuff, you can just see how happy you are and see that uh, uh, you encourage a lot of people. So, yeah. Well, I can and I can tell you is that if you go back and look at earlier TikToks is I did not like being on camera at first. And like if you look at my older, older ones, I, I, I. <laughs> I, a lot of my old ones, if you go back and look, it was just a lot of like stuff. I think I even had a rubber chicken that I put in front of like the camera. I had some chicken like this that, and like I had it putting like the captions in there. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I, people actually respond to other people. And then like yeah. I realized, right. So getting in yeah. front of a camera and talking that people were, uh, and if you have some listeners that, and I know that people follow you on TikTok and on Instagram you know, start sharing a little bit more of yourself and your stories. Cause that's who people are connecting with. Um, yeah. and I started seeing a lot more of like kind of the growth in there. Cause I think people were connected to the fact that there was an actual person there. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I think uh, that is so true because sometimes we're afraid to be seen, not uh-huh. just like look wise, but I mean, be seen of who we are and stuff and to feel judged in, there's a lot of judgy, judgy people in this world. <laughs> that's yeah. why I hate, I literally legit hate Facebook. I'm sorry if Facebook is listening. <laughs> <laughs> not that not that, that would ever happen, but there are some and judgy, hateful people over there. So The people that are on TikTok, yeah, that came over from Facebook need to go back to Facebook and leave TikTok. No, TikTok has changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh my goodness. We still post on there because we love our, you know, the people that do follow us and stuff and they respond, but yuck. Yep. <laughs> Funny story. 
I, I had a guy, I went into my little Facebook group that I was a member of and I was like, Hey guys, I I'm starting a TikTok channel about chickens. Ah, let's follow each other. And then I had the guy actually post a picture of a gun and said, you're a grown man on TikTok. You need to do this. And oh. he was insinuating something very badly. Oh my Lord. And yeah, this is when, mm -hmm. and I swear to God. And, oh. uh, and that was back before TikTok was huge. And what? Uh, yeah. And I actually took screenshots of it and I was just like, man, this guy is a jerk. But yeah. So that was, uh, but now there's thousands and, you know, hundreds of thousands of grown men on TikTok doing their yeah. stuff. <laughs> and there's a lot of people on TikTok with chickens. Uh, it is overwhelming the amount of people. And I mm -hmm. will say there's an overwhelming amount of false information that gets spread. But uh, yes. yeah. So yep. how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that, Heath? When you uh, go through your feed and let's see you... <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot here. Sure. You go through your feed and you see someone posting something and they're like, yada, yada, yada. And you're like, oh, that is so wrong. Do you make a comment? Or this is on chickens now. Let's say, do you make a comment or do you scroll past it? I hate to say this because I, I, I will scroll past. Um, I, those people that are kind of putting out bad information, um, I, I will, if I'm following them, if I started following them and I hate to say this, but if they're giving up that I'll unfollow them and I just kind of like, okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and unfollow and then move along. Um, because then it turns into a TikTok fight, uh, yes. back and forth, right. Of yeah. I know better, you know, better, I know better, yeah. you know, better. And then it turns into a conflict of it. And then I'm just like, I just, I, I want to put positive energy into the world and not, have something that goes into negative territory. Um, yeah. So no, it, the thing there's a fine line, you know, like, uh, and then you maybe see other people comment. What bothers me is like when you see other people comment, like, yeah, I'm going to do that too. Or yeah, thanks for the idea. And I was like, no, <laughs> but you're right. I have unfollowed a few people that were just blatantly uh, disregarding any type of safety or anything like that. So, but yeah. Okay. Moving right along. I'm trying not to fill too much space here because I got some questions for you. <laughs> but you can jump in at any time because sure. sometimes uh, I ramble on. So I just want to know, so how's pumpkin doing? Oh, my goodness. Pumpkin, you know, pumpkin's a house chicken and chickens do mm -hmm. not belong in the house. <laughs> it should be against the law, according to some people. <laughs> and there we go with yeah, the, see, yeah, and those. Everybody's Pumpkin got receives a lot of hate. It, I don't show it and I don't post it because I don't really care. But see, yeah. and I know that's and do people accuse you of exploiting your chickens? Yes, I'm exploiting pumpkin for views and money. I don't know where the money is because I ain't getting none of that. <laughs> she's in debt to me. Okay, she's in debt. She owes me. Yes. She paid her bills. Okay? I know. Well, and that's yes, and that's how I feel about a lot. Of, yeah, yeah. So it's amazing to see the 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 comments that come through about exploiting chickens and mm. i'm just like you know what um, my chickens are fed the best food and have got a great house and i i have been called every name in the book and <gasps> you are listening that and one of uh wilma's followers on tiktok please don't worry about the haters because they will show up but just block them get rid of them 
uh, yes. and move along. It's always, it's they're they're the 2% and usually 98% of the people that are uh, following you are really great and really supportive. Um, but then those 2% will get under your skin. And That's a very good tip. That's a good tip in general, just in life, because... Yeah. You know, not everybody is going to like you. Not you're not. You know, everybody's peach or whatever. So yeah, yep. it's good advice. Oh, but yeah. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what would your advice be for somebody mm -hmm. who is maybe uh, who does live in the city. Where would you direct them to go to get you know help or information about you know keeping chickens? Or there's Sydney ordinances, you know, is there something that worked for you in your area, you know, because your area has more than, you know, someone typically would. And you had mentioned that, you know, they were changing the ordinances and stuff. So, you know, the um, Wilma, the Wonder Hen has great information on her Instagram page. You need to go check her out on Instagram. <laughs> she's got some great stuff. If you click on her bio link, she's got some really helpful information in free PDF downloads. Um, I did not pay him to say this. He is, <laughs> he is not paid. He's not paid uh, at all. <laughs> if you, but however, if you do live in the city and you're looking for local ordinances, you look up municicode.com and you can find a lot of your local chicken keeping ordinances there. You know, as well as I do, if you live in an HOA, check with your HOA because 90 or bylaws first, 90% of HOAs are the enemies of any chicken keeper. Um, oh, and, I yeah. know, yep, and I know people that have successfully overturned their HOA rules so it can be done. But, uh, but yeah, I'd say first, if you live in an HOA, check those rules and laws. But if not, if you live in the city, go to minnesicode.com, check things out there. Um, that is a very good tip. Yeah. So always make sure you can have, cause you, you don't want to get hit with, I know far too many people that have gotten hit with, uh, violations of uh, ordinances been charged money like gotten bills for having um i actually went to a sydney city ordinance hearing in cobb county because i would you believe that somebody reported their neighbor had six hens and he was only allowed to have four hens on his property who in the world and how petty and then he got like a, a notification and like so he went to get and i i went and sat in on the thing and i was just like this is what like our tax dollars are doing. They're being wasted on this kind of garbage on allowing somebody to have chickens that he's, yeah. So he, he was raising for eggs for food for his family. So, yeah. But yeah, so that was just frustrating. I but think yeah. everyone should be able, if they want to have chickens to help with sustainability and feeding their family, maybe feeding their neighbors, who knows, but Absolutely. everyone should have, be able to have if, you know, if they choose, they mm -hmm. should be able to have a few, at least laying hens. I mean, I understand roosters because, you know, they yeah. allowed all day, 24 hours a day. Miss the Jangles will uh, crow at 4 a.m. <laughs> for no reason. So. <laughs> oh, my but, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, after World War II, you know, or during World War II, when food, they were doing food rationing, they actually encouraged everybody to have yes. chickens, right? So It is National Chicken Month, too. Uh, you know, I I did not know that, and I'm such a bad chicken person. For Shame on you. <laughs> I quit. I'm just giving up the chicken game. I'm going to have to get off TikTok now because I You just send I your failed. chickens over here. I'll come I pick will, your chickens. They'll up. have a great life, and <laughs> Benny can actually hang out with Mr. Jangles. And oh, yeah. Benny is so cute, though. He's the coolest 
rooster, I mean, the most laid back rooster chill that you've ever seen. So I got really lucky with him. And yeah, if, if anything ever happens to him, I'm going to be sad. He's like a little person. He, he has his own. People say, oh, chickens are just chicken, you know, or whatever. But chickens have such vibrant personalities. I mean, look at Mr. Jingles. Look at Pumpkin. <laughs> I mean, look at Hell Chicken. I mean, yeah. all, all the cast over there. Absolutely. <laughs> it's crazy in the holler. But yeah. <laughs> I do, I do want to see what you – do you have any goals for the future or what your flock or your business or their – you know, personal goals that you have? You know, um, we are expanding beyond because right now city chick, right? We, we are expanding beyond Atlanta and we're, we're trying to grow. It's a, a little bit challenging. We're, we're looking at possibly doing a retail space just for backyard chicken owners, right? There, there hasn't been a lot of stores just for chicken owners. I was thinking about that. Right. Um, so we're kind of looking at that, uh, and it's, you know, right now my garage is full of like bales of hemp bedding, like, you know, and it's just, it's turned into its own warehouse and I like to have a garage back again. So, you know, we're looking at, uh, doing some, um, a warehouse space, but yeah, I would love, 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 love to have a retail space dedicated just to backyard chicken owners. Um, and just sell chicken products and sell products like uh, the hen saddles from Tiny Raptor Studios, yeah. right? Trying yeah. Oh, I love that. Use it like mm -hmm. a vendor, you know, bring in other vendors and sell them there. Is that what you mean? Yep. Yep. And sell eggs from local farms. Yeah. Um, so if anybody listening to this podcast starts their own little chicken store, you can credit me on if you do that. Um, I, will, I will do that if we set one up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, but no, yeah, that, that would kind of be like my ultimate goal is having a little, um, there was a store in, I think it was called, uh, in Wisconsin or Michigan. It was a store dedicated just to backyard chicken owners. Um, and they're no longer open. Um, but it, it was open for about a year or two. And I found out about it from one of my customers, but, uh, but I think Atlanta could support one. But yeah, so that would be kind of like my ultimate goal is to have a, a little retail store just for chicken owners. Okay, that is super cool. I see you doing that. I really do. I think that that's going to happen for you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. That's awesome. Do you have any tips that you could share with your average backyard chicken keeper, you know, on how to keep your flock healthy and strong? Great question. Um you know, there's a few things I think every chicken owner should kind of research a little bit about um, chicken nutrition and not to get too far into um, the chicken nutrition. But, you know, we, we, we love giving our chickens treats, right? And I'm guilty of this too. Um, there, there are conditions that our chickens can get like fatty liver, yes. you know, and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, and some of that is kind of brought on by what we feed them. My, my tips would be just do your research on stuff like fatty liver tissue uh, disease. Um, also research Merrick's disease. Um, Merrick's is out there and it's really bad. And I see a lot of chicken owners that lose their flocks because of Merrick's. What do you and, think about these people taking their chickens into Tractor Supply and other stores? Uh, it's so, a shock to me. It's a horror. Yeah. If I do see that on a video, I would probably comment and say, because... Uh, I, uh, you're, you're spreading bad stuff when you're bringing your chicken in there. Right. 
Yeah. Um, and no, that that's just, that's a big no, no. And that's even doing like the chicken swaps where there's a lot of people that go to chicken swaps that attract their supply and you get a whole bunch of chickens around and it, you know, you, you can potentially be swapping diseases around. Um, so just, just be careful. Don't, uh, don't bring your chicken into tractor supply because you, you could potentially be, uh, spreading disease around. So, yeah, but no, that's a really good point. And, oh, just know that I think my biggest, biggest mistake that I made, uh, back when I, is I did not build like my main chicken coop first. Um, I had like my very first kind of tiny, like A-frame chicken coop for the two Thelma and Louise. Aww. And then when we got the 25 chickens where I was like, oh, I can build a coop and I'll have it done in no time. <laughs> See, thank you. Right. I love your confidence. It is amazing. I need some of that. Confidence <laughs> slash stupidity. Um, <laughs> and I was an idiot because I did not think of how long it was going to actually take me because life gets in the way, right? You yeah. have a bunch of stuff that pops up. Yeah. And then you have 25 chickens that are starting to grow at a really rapid rate. And they're like, Hey, we need to get outside and get in a home. And I was like, yeah. So build anybody that's listening. If you don't have chickens, build your coop first and then get your chickens. It's so much easier and you will save yourself a lot of heartache. There we go. That That's my biggest tip for all the listeners. I want to ask you a bonus tip since, uh, you know, we're in September and, uh, molting season is coming. It is upon us. So do you have any tips for those who walk out to their coop and see, you know, pillows of feathers everywhere <laughs> and you wonder what happened, but the chicken is still walking around. So it's not dead. It's just, you know, molting. Yeah. I, I'll never forget that. I had a heart attack because I thought my chicken got attacked by a raccoon. Right. And it was just like, uh, so yes, um, try not to handle your chickens, you know, as best you can. I was going to have Benny out here with me, um, for Aww. this podcast, but he's molting. Yeah. And so I didn't want to have to sit here and try to hold them. And, uh, so yeah, because they have the pin feathers that are growing in and it can be painful to be held, but yeah, try to try not to, to hold them as much, um, and handle them as much and, uh, just make sure they're bump up their protein a little bit because their feathers are all protein, right? Um, so we, I, I, I may mix in a little bit extra grower feed in to my chickens mm -hmm. uh, to kind of boost up their protein content. And then black soldier fly larvae uh, treats like, you know, grublies are great for them. Just <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, so that's, um, the, that's, everybody's going to go through it and then you probably are going to sit there and be like, Oh my gosh, why do I have such an ugly chicken? But it's okay. It's part of nature. I remember Rose from last year. Oh my God. When Mr. Jangles was <laughs> The one feather that was, the just, one hanging feather was just hanging on. Oh, but you know, what, it's what are your, well, Mr. Jangles took about six months to completely regrow his tail feathers because his tail feathers are so long. Mm -hmm. and so full so it took about six months to get him to wow. where he is now so mm -hmm. and you know what else we're dealing with this summer bumblefoot yeah oh. and you know mm -hmm. i preach to everybody about keeping your area clean you know uh you know making sure your roosts are smooth make sure they're not too high and mm -hmm. those are all good you know uh, good tips that you should follow but uh we're doing all those. I think it was all the excess of rain that we have had and maybe the compromising of their, you know, their foot pad, thinning it out a little bit. So, 
Yeah. I would agree with you hundred percent. We've had a lot of rain and I've seen in the Facebook groups too, that there's been a lot of bumblefoot going around. I think that has to be it. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's not just me. Lots of people. I mean, so many people I know on Instagram right now are like, we have bumblefoot. We've never had bumblefoot. So do you have any uh, other tips for uh, molting, like things they should look out for? You know, no, I it's it's a natural process that's going to happen to your chickens every, you know, I guess that's what I'm saying. Can you explain a little bit to our listeners if they're unfamiliar with what molting is? Let's say this is their, you know, their first year after their chickens started laying mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, what is going on here? <laughs> Just be prepared if your chicken is, it, I think molting normally happens around 18 months um, or in mm-hmm. the fall, right? So after they're, yeah. they go through their first laying cycle in the spring mm-hmm. and in the summertime and you think you're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting all these eggs. This is amazing. And then all of a sudden, whammo, uh, your chicken is preparing and getting ready. Winter's coming around the corner in, you know, five or six months. So your chicken is going to drop their feathers. Uh, they're going to replace their coat. They're kind of getting ready for the the cold weather coming up. And some go through a hard molt where they're going to replace all of their feathers. Um, and some go through, I have one um, hen who is a Swedish flower hen and she is molting fabulously. Like she, you, the floor right now is covered in feathers all from her. Like it's, it's literally, and I have no idea where her feathers are coming from because it looks like she still has all of her feathers on there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. pumpkin went through that. She's doing that right now. And mm-hmm. I will mention that a lot of times when they come out of their broody state, you know, let's say they were a mama and they hatched out chicks, they will instantly go into uh, molt. And <laughs> so, yep. but pumpkin was broody not too long ago and mm-hmm. uh, she didn't end up hatching anything out and not to make a long story, but she instantly went into molting. You never, you couldn't see where she was molting. You just mm-hmm. you see all of her feathers falling out and mm-hmm. then being replaced. It, it's the weirdest thing. I don't know how to explain it. I don't even know if it's like normal, but uh, it's like her feathers grew in as soon as uh, the other ones fell out. You're probably, you know yeah. And you're probably feeding her a really good quality layer feed. If I'm not, yes, yeah, she's on probably. Right? Yes, yep, she yep. is. So she's, farm, so. there you go. And, uh, but yeah, so she's, she's getting the right feed and the right nutrition. Um, just, I never, I never had, you know, you see them all and you see the lines of pin feathers. Like I have mm-hmm. two baby chicks in my house right now because yeah. their mama, miss mama Loretta was killed by a black snake, oh. uh, last month. Yeah. She was set to hatch them out. And uh, she was in the maternity ward, which is very safe, but I opened the door just to kind of give her like oh. some air, mm-hmm. you know, because it was very hot that day. Although it stays mm-hmm. cool, it's under the sh- the shade, her maternity ward. And it's, um, I just cracked the little door just to give oh. her a little, and I, I went out there and uh, there she was. She had been strangled oh. Oh. and in her oh. whole face, it had tried to. I guess it tried to eat her. I don't know. She's a small bantam. So she's my little mm-hmm. silky cushion bantam mix. And she was so sweet and, uh, oh. and had killed her. And it was uh, slithering out the, you know, where oh. I had opened the door. And uh, it was a sad day for me. So I cried my eyes out and I mm-hmm. took those chick, those eggs, the ones that it didn't get eat, that he, it had eaten all of them except mm-hmm. for those two. And I put those in oh. my incubator and these two hatched. So they don't have a mama. So they've been in my house. Oh. And 
it was awful. But they say rat snakes, you know, they're not, they're just out for your eggs. But apparently, I think she tried to flog it, you know, protect mm-hmm. her babies, and it just killed her. So I, I've seen a photo of where a hens were on the rooster, and then a woman held up her chicken, and it did. Uh, the snake, I guess, came down from the rafters and slowly suffocated the hen. And uh, so rat snakes will kill hens. It's not, does not happen often, but they, yes, they, they can kill chickens. But I, I will read like, and I've had a rat snake problem this year. Um, and I've been sending my, and it's, it's just, it's, I literally will walk out into my garage and there will be a rat snake that was just hanging. Oh no. And I was just like, okay, well, here we go. Uh, but yeah, those guys, I, I know that they, uh, cause they eat the mice, they eat the rats, they eat right. all, you know, because they'll take out copperheads. So I, I will rehome those. Um, but well in the past, we've never had an issue. Like you said, you know, all the benefits of having them, you know, no big deal, whatever. And I don't think it would have went after maybe the, if it would have been a full size standard hand, I don't know, but, oh, uh, it was tragic. So well, I'm sorry but to not that. to bring in a tragic story, but that's well, the realities of chicken keeping. So, it, and it's a lot of the times they'll get your favorite one. Like you'll just, yes. uh, yeah, you know, I had, uh, I had a, you know, changing subjects about the, you know, predators, but yeah, I had, uh, either a weasel or something get into one of my coops that I thought was protected and got a black cushion of mine. And it was just, oh, no. yeah, I, I was just, I was heartbroken because then I like, I drove her, she was still alive, but having issues. And then, uh, so I took her to the vet and the guy was just like, uh, the vet just said, it's best to put her down. She's just having that. So it was, that was a tough day, but uh, it, it's so hard to lose them. And then, you yeah. think that you do all the, th- well, we want you to do all the things. We want you to do all the protective things mm-hmm. and, you know, we free range. So I know a lot of people that scares them to death, but we free ranged for the last 10 years mm-hmm. and uh, we've had very few taken by a predator. And with Mama Loretta, she was actually in the coop and that was the, oh. I think that was a blow, you know, like that was, I couldn't, I guess I could have prevented it by not opening the door, but the door's are open to all the other coops. So why, you know, it was just something that happened, I guess, you know, predators. That's the hardest thing about chickens is that the chickens are on the, you know, everything likes to eat chicken and it's just, it's, uh, and it's going to happen. I think to any chicken owner, no matter how experienced or how, how fortified you are, you, you are probably going to deal with some sort of predator at some point in time. And, uh, it's, it's, a that's the hardest thing about chickens is just trying to, sometimes keeping them alive but uh but yeah if you have a nice strong fortified coop that's it's the best defense do you have any other tips that you'd like to share or you think would be good for first-time chicken keepers i mean we could elaborate we could spend all day you know talk about tips but what would be like your you know i know you gave a few but is there one Mm -hmm. more that you would like to share try to avoid the trap of chicken math right (laughs) this is tough to say to two people who are so hard (laughs) he <laughs> you know, if you can somehow be happy with the amount uh, of four or five chickens, try yeah. to stick with that number and and go with it. Because when you when you start getting a lot of chickens, I see that a lot of people make this mistake of, um, and I think it starts off not meaning to, or, but I see a lot of people get into it and 
get a lot of chickens and then start cramming them in small spaces. Yeah. Right. And then we're right back in the same problem of, you know, as chicken owners, we're animal people and we want our chickens to have the best lives and we want to avoid the chickens that are living in really cramped spaces in the food production areas. Right. Right. And, right. And then what happens when people get chickens or are new to the hobby is all of a sudden you get two chickens and then you get, in my case, 25 chickens and then, right. And then you start trying to put them into a coop and cramping them in there. Yes. And we're right back to the same problem of overcrowding and with overcrowding can become behavioral issues, health issues, disease can spread. Um, so anybody that's out there is just, you know, a, build your coop first, like I talked about before, and then B, really try to make sure that your chickens have space and ample area to go around because you want to have happy chickens. You don't want to have chickens that are cramped and have right. um, have problems. I agree because I've had to spend a lot of time uh, making sure, you know, how the coops that I do have, you know, making sure, you know, cause I did that because I had, so I have so many, so mm -hmm. I have to kind of divide them up because, you know, I do have roosters and I don't want, I want them to be relaxed. I want them to be happy. And when you get too many roosters, it's uh, problematic for the hens. It's, you know, just nothing but drama all day long. Those rooster boys are just <laughs> dramatic. Yeah. But you know, also like what you said about getting too many and putting them in a cramped area, you also, I think you're, ability to notice when anything is wrong you know is askew because you have so many and trying to keep an eye on them and you know look for clues of illness and things like that you really have to be diligent when you have that many Ab absolutely and you know from two people that have probably a lot more chickens you know yeah. it, it, it's and and i don't think people realize that uh, if chickens if they need to see a vet they're you know those yeah. bills can add up pretty quickly. Yes. I just took Mr. Jangles there not too long ago because he hurt his foot from fighting through the fence oh. with, I'm not meaning in the same area. I mean like through the fence because uh, they have their own run, but then they have a, an area I have fenced off right now because mm -hmm. of my garden, because they completely destroyed my fall garden, my mm -hmm. summer garden last year. So oh, I punished no. them and gave them a fenced area. And then when, it's free range time. I let them out all over the place. But anyways, so he got his foot stuck in the fence oh. and I ended up having to take him to the vet and he had to get on antibiotics and mm -hmm. pain medications. And, you know, he had little spa treatments and stuff. And I'm like, do you know how much money you just cost me <laughs> because you threw a fit? <laughs> I, mm -hmm. Just when you think you have some money, then a chicken's like, oh, nope, I'm going to need a vet appointment and it's just yeah so that's yeah. a very good tip and i always try and tell people to make sure even if you're you don't think you're going to go to the vet or if you don't you know plan on taking your chickens to the vet i know their avian vets are kind of hard to come by especially out mm -hmm. in the country and other areas you know it is an expense so uh, i always you know kind of say you know find one first you know while they're still young just in case you never know you may not need it or whatever but yeah, Absolutely. those are great tips. Absolutely. I, I do want to ask another question. Um, sure. Uh, what do you think our chicken community is lacking? What do you think we could all do together? I know there's a huge chicken community online. Uh, there may be uh, in each uh, individual's, each listener's community. I don't know that extent, but I know 
online, we do have access to a big chicken community. Mm-hmm. It, do you think there's something that we could do to help each other? Well, I think by you starting a chicken podcast for backyard chicken owners is fantastic. There wasn't a, I don't think that there was a podcast just for chicken owners. So that's really good. I personally, I like to meet in person and I like to have, I'm a very social person. Yeah. Um, so we've had some um, meetups here in Atlanta where, and of course, COVID kept a lot of that away, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that there is like when you get chicken people together in person that you can talk about things, um, talk about your experiences. Um, we just had a meetup of probably about 20 people and a lot of them were new chicken owners. And oh, that's what, fabulous. Mm-hmm. And what was neat is we had people that were had been in the hobby for a little while. And then I, I really didn't have to do a lot of the talking. It was them asking questions. People have had chickens for a while. They could interact and they could ask questions. Yep. So they were very supportive. Um, and it was just, it was a great venue to actually be in person. Cause I think you lose a little something when you are right. So when, yeah. when you're online, um, yeah. but yeah, so, but, uh, a little bit more community interaction where they're at. Um, obviously I was going to say we could have everybody over at the holler and, <laughs> but we, for biosecurity reasons, that's not possible. But what, what are tips that you could share with somebody? Like, let's say I wanted to do a chicken mm-hmm. meetup in my area. Although I don't know about my area though, because <laughs> country people, they all have chickens. So if someone would like to do that in their own area, what suggestions mm-hmm. would you give them? Look to see, and I know we talked about how bad Facebook is and how, you know, yeah. look to see if there is a Facebook group of chicken owners in your area, right? So I am an admin of a, um, a Facebook group called Atlanta Backyard Chickens. And we have people that are all over the place, but then 4,000 people that live kind of in Atlanta, around Atlanta, different parts. And um, that way you can kind of communicate with people that are local in your area. So if you've got a Facebook group of people, it's easy to see who's in your area. Um, there used to be a, a website called meetup.com. Um, and that's how I found um, some chicken owners around, but I don't think meetup.com is a thing anymore. But no, I, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> There's so many uh, issues with that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Find, find your tribe, right? Find, find right. those folks. Um, type in, if you are in Nashville, type in Nashville chicken keepers um, or Nashville chickens and see if something pops up. And uh, I, I can guarantee that you'll find some people in your area and see if they'll be interested in meeting up. We've got an educational green space here in Atlanta called the Wild Center, and they have chickens and we donate feed to them every month. You know, it's I, I, I work with them and I'm like, hey, can we do an event there? And then they help promote that event. Oh, uh, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Find an educational green space that's in your area. See if they have any classes and yes, or or a farmer's market, see, I, some might provide some sort of educational resources as well. Yeah, we have at downtown in our little city, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, we live in the oldest town in Tennessee, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of historic, you know, buildings and stuff. And we actually have what's called storytelling season. That's where we are. And they come from all over the world and they stay where we live. Wow. But they have a bunch of farmer's market, but they actually have a brick and mortar farmer's market 
And yeah, from all the, they draw from all the local farms, mm-hmm. the, you know, dairy farms and, you know, egg production and things, all types of produce and that, and they sell it, you know, at this market. Wow. And it's quite interesting to find different, pretty rare little things. You know, you can get duck eggs and quail eggs and things like that, but they're all local and this is an actual brick and mortar store. So that is amazing. So uh, it, it, if any of your listeners are there, find find that local store. Talk to the people that run the store. They may have some information too. So yeah, yeah very absolutely. good tips. I'm going to ask you three random questions, unless you have something else that you'd like to share with our listeners. Oh, sure. Well, you know, by the way, I know I'm, you guys can find me on TikTok, but I also have a YouTube channel on City Chick if you guys want to. I. Well, and I haven't been as active on the YouTube because I can't be as goofball-y. As, like, oh, you got to be serious and stuff? Yeah, I got to be oh, serious. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if I can figure out how to like incorporate more of my personality. But no, and you can actually see my chicken setup on YouTube, like how we have the five big coops and stuff. Um, okay. So how does our listeners mm-hmm. find you? Where are all the areas? Before I ask you our final questions, how can we find you? You can find me on TikTok at Heath with City Chick on TikTok. Um, you can find me on YouTube at City Chick and on Instagram at City Chick as well. That's where we're at on socials. Um, we're on Facebook too, on City Chick. Um, we, you, you may see City Chick ATL. And the only reason why you may see that is because DubaiCityChick.com was like $5,000 and City Chick ATL was like 250 So. Yeah. So that, that, but anyway, so yeah, but it's city chick on most socials, unless you think, um, I think there's one that we may be city chick ATL on Instagram, but uh, I'm ready for these three questions. Let's go. All right. <laughs> this, this is going to be intense now. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I've got that's my, not how, that's not how we do it here. I've got my backup. Chicken. You got, Oh, you got your, your, your chicken. <laughs> uh, he's here. He's ready to go. <laughs> Okay, he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. If you could put anything on a billboard, what would it be and why? Why yeah. would anything? I, anything on a billboard and why? Um, yep. That this is such a random question, and it is because I am random. <laughs> this is good. Um, billboards and what I would say: uh, stop looking at your phone while driving. Because I really oh, that's a good one. irritates me when I see people driving on their phone and I see it all the time. People are like scrolling through the Instagram feed while they're driving and just like, okay, you're going to kill somebody while you're on your phone. But yet, yeah, it's not worth it. Yep. So yeah. some, that's very, so yes, put down your phones folks while you're driving. I, and it also bothers me on TikTok is, oh yeah. Like the pet peeve of mine is when I see those and if you're listening and to this and you're one of those folks that go live and you're driving please stop <laughs> have you seen that people do I that i swear to god they're all i don't i don't watch a lot of lives mm-hmm. but uh yeah that's a no I, that's a no from me yeah, and i'm just like what are you why are you going and it there there is one yeah i I've, I've seen it so i was just like that's been the only time i've been tempted to go in there and say what the heck are you doing is yeah that's bad yep that's bad okay what would you tell your younger self let's say you're 18 what would you tell yourself then oh 18 uh you know like 50 uh, years ago when you were 18 (laughs) 
It's been ages. Um, I would say don't be worried about others' people's opinions so much. Like I, I used to really worry about what other people thought of me a lot when I was 18. And I really struggled with that. And then it wasn't until I got, uh, you know, I'm 46 now. So probably it wasn't until I hit like 30. I was just like, you know what? These people aren't paying my bills. You know, they're not, they're not, uh, why am I giving Johnny over here so much, uh, power over, over his opinion, you know, same thing with like strangers on TikTok, you know, just, uh, you can't let people who have a, a common or opinion worry you so much. So I, I agree. Yeah, so. I turned 50 this year and my motto is I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that is a perfect. Motto. I am grown. <laughs> I will do what I want. <laughs> I absolutely. And yes, absolutely. That is a fantastic motto to have. And Congratulations on 50. That's fantastic. Oh, thanks. I made it. (laughs) I'm still alive and not walking with a cane or any of that. I'm I'm right the door behind you. I've got uh, that. That's so awesome. They say 50 is the new 30. I think think it should be. And I. It should be. That's what I'm calling it. You should have chickens. Absolutely. But yes, yes, you should be middle aged or <laughs> over middle aged. I don't even know what that is now. I guess I'm over the hill. Uh, so you're not over the hill I until I mean, my dad, who is about I think he's 74 right now, 75. You know, the guy is still he's just as silly, still crazy. Um, so yeah, it's age is nothing but a number. Absolutely, that's right. Absolutely, I agree. Okay, I got one final question for you. What room in your house is your favorite and why? Oh, geez. I am going to say I have a an entertainment room, and I do have a Nintendo that's like an old school oh, no. Nintendo. Really? Uh-huh. Like uh, like Atari? I like have an Intellivision. Joystick? I have, oh. Yeah. So so you, I'm sure you're familiar with the old yes. school stuff. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yes, I am. And so when I have like my nephew and I have some family coming to visit this weekend, it's always fun because uh, we break out like this old school Nintendo and hearing. He, oh, I love that. And he's just like, these graphics are horrible. And... Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and to me, I was just like, kid, do you know at the time? I thought that this was amazing, yeah. right? And yeah, you were like the popular kid that had, if you had the Nintendo, you know, you were cool yeah. back then. Even if it looked like, you know, so fuzzy, you couldn't even tell what kind of character it was. Exactly. Yeah. And the Atari was just a dot on the screen that moved around. Yeah. And then, you know, we yeah. we were all really impressed by that stuff. And uh so I would have to say that that's my, but the great random questions. Oh my gosh. That's perfect. That is great. Thank you. Yeah. So wait, thanks for answering so them. I have to ask you though. So what would you, have you already answered these? Are you, what would you put on a billboard? What would I put on a billboard? Mm-hmm. Oh goodness. Oh, oh goodness. <laughs> oh, see, oh, the rolls are swapped. Oh no. I'm sweating. No, you know what? I've never been asked this question. (laughs) What would I put on a billboard? I think I would put, well, I don't know. I'd have to think about that, but just the top of my head. (laughs) Just the top of my head, I would put uh, be kind or something 
I don't know what I would put, really. See? It's, uh, that's hard. It is a hard one. It is a hard one. Awesome. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I pass. Pass. I'm going to call my friend. 1-800-PHONE-A-FRIEND. Dial a friend? I have no idea. Oh, <laughs> Do you remember that show? What What was that show? Um, uh, oh, you I had have menopause. Three, I can't remember anything. Oh, you yeah, had, you have three lifelines life And then who... Um, Oh my gosh. Who wants to be a millionaire? That was it. So it was, you yeah. could phone a friend and it was ask yeah. the audience. And then I think one was like 50, 50. They would take away half the end. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay. Yep. Well, menopause ate my brain. So I have no idea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is what happened. Well, I, I always say that. I don't know if that happens to men or not. Oh, trust me. It does. We, we, we may not, we, we go to Men definitely have their version, and we get cranky, and it's yeah, absolutely. Surely not. Oh, <laughs> if, <laughs> I, if you talk to me like when I'm hungry, I am a completely different person. If I have not eaten, I am a grouchy, sad sack, and I will Aww. yes. So yeah, I get kind of violent. <laughs> it's almost like I'm fixing to pass out. You know that 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 sound on TikTok where. You know, she's talking about where she passed out and her her head hit the ground. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That would be that, me, so. absolutely. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure, pleasure. Thank pleasure you so much, you. Mel, for having us on your podcast. I really am grateful to be on here and talking chicken because anytime I'm talking chicken with my friends, like their eyes start glassing over, they change the subject. <laughs> So anytime I can get around to talking to other chicken owners, I'm I'm just I'm grateful for the opportunity. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. On my regular page, like I have a regular Instagram page mm -hmm. that most people do not know about. Oh secrets. <laughs> yeah. So because no one over there even cares about chickens. They're like Ooh, and I'm like, ooh, I don't want to talk to you either. <laughs> so yeah, I used to do. We appreciate see, you. Yes, absolutely. I used to have. Uh, I used to do triathlons, and then my triathlon friends would just say, "Heath, no chicken talk today," because we're yeah, so. yeah. I actually had a fitness page. I well, I do have several fitness mm -hmm. pages, and I have a blog about fitness too. But no one knows about what? it because I don't. I. <laughs> I'm trying to keep things separate. I didn't really expect Wilma to be like Wilma that she is today. I, I just figured no one would really care. So look at that. And so you could start a chicken lifestyle fitness area. I think is an untapped Wait. opportunity <laughs> of working out with. Chicken. I will do that. Yeah, I will do that when when I'm sleeping because right now I can't manage anything out. All right. Well, I I am a one woman production i do everything myself. i am very impressed from your graphic design and from all uh, i mean you do such a good job you do and then now you're doing this podcast i i am just i'm i am in awe of how much you get done during the day that is oh, really it. impressive stop but it. awesome well i really appreciate being on so i i hope everybody has a wonderful day thanks for listening and uh but yeah say hi to uh, Wilma the Wonder Hen, next time you're on TikTok or stop by, send me a DM, say hello. Love to hear from you guys.
We appreciate you. And thank you. And maybe we'll get you on again because. Oh, stop. Oh, my gosh. It's true. On TikTok last year, I was like fangirling (laughs) over here because his stuff was so hilarious. (laughs) You know, men just have a better way of like when you try to explain something, you know, you make it real simple. So uh, I think people listen a lot better. And then, you know, I'm a little bit more elaborate and kind of flamboyant. I'm like, la, la. And, uh, and I think people <laughs> just think I'm crazy. But it, that was my confession. Crazy <laughs> is I'm, good. I'm done now. The, the crazy, <laughs> I know. And your, your page is fantastic because you do the whole spectrum of chickens. Um, I love seeing all the different, because uh, you do, you only feature I think two of your main coops though, right? I think we only really yeah, get to see a couple yeah. of them. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But I have several. See, I, <laughs> that's it. That's on TikTok. You only see one of my chicken coops. But yes. yep, if you go on YouTube, you can see the other four if you want to see. Awesome. I will. I'm going to check Uh-oh. that out. And I am going to go look at that. And I'm going to critique it in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and bring it. Well, thank you so much again. I really appreciate it, Mel. It was thank you. We you. appreciate you. Right. And we'll see you Sounds next good. time. Right, Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. See you later. I'm Mel, and you are listening to Wilma the Wonder Hen. 